which Utah football players were in for a big game on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Use your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department, and joining me to break down this game and which players we think are in for a big game is ESPN 700's Porter Larson. Porter, appreciate you coming on for us as I hit the double button there, so did a little bit of fake cop out there having you on or not. Um, but for this game for Utah, I think first starting for the offensive side of the ball, for the Utes, I really feel like first, like maybe looking at a main guy, I think we'll do main players first, and then we'll kind of look at some of the underrated guys I think could have a good one. I think Cam's in for another really good Rose Bowl. He was outstanding last year until the injury knocked him out of that one late, and then Bryson Barnes obviously came in and took the nation by storm in an incredible fashion. But I really think Cam is in for a strong performance here. I think this Penn State defense being down, Joey Porter Jr. is a tough loss for this defense for what he's done for them all season long. I know Nittany Lions fan thinks he's one of the best corners in the country. It wasn't surprising to see him opt out just because, look, he's going to be a really high draft pick. So I think looking at this one from the youth success, even though Dalton Kincaid's not going to be there, so Cam's going to be down his top guy, I think it's an awesome opportunity for Cam to go out there and kind of show like, hey, I know I'm used to he's been a guy who's forced it a lot this season. That was something he struggled with against Oregon. We know and a couple times on the year he's thrown some interceptions trying to get the ball to Dalton. He was exceptional spreading the wealth around in the Pac-12 championship game. And I think he's going to do so again. I think he's going to do a good job taking what the defense does, what the defense will give him, basically, and methodically march the Utes down the field. Yeah. And, and honestly, JT, I think that's where this game is decided. I, I look at both of these teams. Penn State and Utah in a lot of similar ways. They're they're mm-hmm. defensively right, uh, a team that that really rallies to the football, um, uh, physical at the line of scrimmage. They're, the the quarterback play is 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 thanks to a veteran who knows the offense really well. Um, I think a lot of this game is going to be deadlocked. Yeah, what that tell, tells me is that the quarterback play is is something that may decide the football game. So. You look at these two veteran quarterbacks. Cam Rising on one side is is obviously uh, you know uh, the standout for Utah, and I don't know. Just to to, to go behind the scenes, right? Cam mm-hmm. is is very loose. He's he's a player who yeah. always has a smile on his face. He's always the guy bringing the laughs to the locker room. That's kind of changed the last couple of weeks. Every time I've spoken to Cam. Not that he's not uh, happy-go-lucky like he always is. He is, but I've never seen Cam Rising this dialed in and focused, right? And this is weeks out from the Rose Bowl. So Mm -hmm. I I think he's got a little different feel, right, where he's been there before. He's been in the Rose Bowl before. He's had a really great performance in the Rose Bowl before uh, until he he got knocked out with that injury. And, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think Cam is due for a big performance, and JT – after speaking with him a few times in this preparation, I think he's ready for it, man. There's a there's a different focus uh, to Cam Rising than I, than I think there there usually is. Not that there's a lack of focus ever. It just seems a little a little more, um, you know, dialed in and, and maybe serious uh, of a tone. 
Absolutely. And it makes sense because I think when you look at why did Cam Rising come back to play at Utah, it was to repeat as Pac-12 champs and have an opportunity at either the college football playoff, didn't play out that way, or of course, going back to the Rose Bowl and getting a win there. He got a taste of it last year with that atmosphere, what that scenery is like, the peak of college football, the pinnacle, and they just came up short. And I think that was one of the biggest reasons he and so many of these guys came back and they have an opportunity to do it. So all that work, all the time, energy and effort they put in now leads up to this one moment and is an outstanding opportunity. Porter, is there someone else you look at in terms of the big names on this offense that you think could have a good game here well you look at the personnel right and utah frankly is going to be pretty healthy for mm-hmm. this game outside of uh obviously Dalton kincaid's a huge one uh yes. Keithy, who we, we know is has been gone mm-hmm. for a lot of the year that leaves thomas yasmin is a, is a big name to, to look out for right he's a guy who unsure of his future right mm-hmm. um uh he's he's mentioned he could play professionally in the Australian rules football league next year. He's already got uh, some, some openings in that regard. And he's spoken openly about wanting to at some point go home. Right. So Thomas Yasmin's a guy who is auditioning for that, or maybe for an NFL spot or maybe another year here at the university of Utah. And, you know, with the absentees uh, at the tight end position in this game, he's due for a breakout. And then, JT, a guy who, frankly, was kind of a, a big storyline in the Rose Bowl last year is Makai Bernard, a yes. really versatile back who I think matches up with this Penn State defense really, really well. You've got good coverage guys in the back end. You've got a good line of scrimmage uh, on that Penn State defense. So Makai Bernard is a guy who, out of the backfield, can catch the ball, uh, can can get it get the ball out in open space. I think he's also a, a player that you need to look out for and it probably helps now the product productivity on the offensive side of the ball when he's not playing corner this this mm-hmm. time around. Yes. <laughs> that is so important for sure. And I love that you brought up Makai. It does feel like this is a big opportunity for him. And I do feel like he's going to make some plays. You know, one and of those moments. Is banged up. So he's going to, yes. I, I think Makai's going to get a lot of touches. And they might not only be in the run game, right? I, I do mm-hmm. think, as we talked about, and as we saw last year, he's going to be a, a target in the, in the the in the throw game as well. Look back at the Pac-12 championship game, and he had a, he had a critical drop. It, and I should say what felt like a critical drop, because then all of a sudden he's making plays all over the place, and we're not even talking about that anymore because he turned it around and did have such an outstanding performance there. He's always been a guy who seems to show up when Utah needs him. I look back at the Florida game even when he scored a big touchdown in that one early on in Utah season. So I totally like you bring up Makai Bernard and what he's been able to do too. I think for an underrated guy I'm looking at to go off in this one is, I thought about saying Monty Parks, but I feel like even he, like I think we wouldn't be surprised if he played well. It's same thing with Jaquindon Jackson, obviously. Everyone knows and thinks he can go off and do some good things. I think it's either Makai Coke is going to make either two or three catches in this game that are a nice game for Utah, whether it shuts him up for a nine yard game. So it's first, it's second and short, or whether he converts a third down. I think Makai Coke is going to make a couple plays in this game that surprise people and get him excited about him being a bigger part in this offense next year. So I'm going to take Makai for a kind of underrated guy. Well, I like that you bring that up because as I mentioned on the onset, Cam Rising, I think, is is the X factor in this football game. Yes. And that's that's not a hot take to say the quarterback is is the, the most important guy on the offense. But uh, what that means, JT, is you're going to have to see Utah capitalize on some of those down the field throws, some of those mm-hmm. big play opportunities, right? I have I have confidence. I have um, you know, I've watched enough film on Utah and on Penn State that I do think that Utah is going to be able to move the ball consistently with the 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 normal offense, mm-hmm. right? Cam Rising using his legs, the run game established, kind of that short, quick pass game that that they like to utilize. But the difference makers, 
And the big, big play opportunities are, I think, what's going to uh, maybe put Utah over the top or mm -hmm. Penn State over the top, whoever can capitalize uh, one of, uh, of which ways. Now, what that means is that Money Parks, Makai Cope, uh, maybe yeah, Devon Vele or yeah, Jalen Dixon. Mm -hmm. Jalen Dixon for sure. One of these guys with that 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 uh, outside speed and you know with that uh, downfield ability, they're going to have to make a few plays. And mm -hmm. if they don't, Penn State will. Um, so yes. uh, you know, I think that that's uh, that's one of the things that we look at is a, a, a big variable in this one. Yeah, and it's going to be fun to see how ex this offense all season, how explosive are they going to be in the USC game? It really took off. It showed up in the Pac-12 championship game. Is it going to show up in the Rose Bowl? That's what will be interesting. I feel like we've hit most of the main guys on offense, Porter, but I think another guy I'll ask you about is Jaquindon Jackson. He's a guy who's been an unbelievable transformation from third-string quarterback to now basically the starting running back, it feels like, on this Utah team. Maybe it'll be Makai, maybe it'll be him, flip-flop either way. But what kind of performance do you feel like Jaquindon is in for? Because I think it's going to be a good game from Jaquindon. I don't think it's going to be some outstanding 200 yards on the ground because this Penn State run defense has done a solid job on the season. Yeah, well you mentioned the the Penn State defense. They're not going to they're not going to let a ball carrier get 200 plus yards, yes. right? So for Utah, I think it's going to be a a steady dose of really all of your ball carriers in, in mm -hmm. that you have remaining in the backfield, whether it's Glover, Mackay, Jaquindon. Uh I think all those guys are going to get, you know, 10 plus carries or touches at least. It doesn't have to mm -hmm. be a carry. Um, but but the touches are, are what we look at. And for Jaquindon, the interesting part there is since this is the Rose Bowl, it's the last game of the year, you kind of put your all, all your cards out on the table. Andy Ludwig can do things now that maybe he's not done yet this year, right? You can open up the playbook. And when I mean open up the playbook all the way, right? Uh -huh. Things that you maybe have been uh, putting on film earlier in the season so that you can capitalize on it later in the year with plays Good that teams point. haven't seen before. Those are the kind of things and the, the, the situations where I see maybe Jaquindon being uh, really, really important. Now, Nate Johnson also eligible for this football yes. game. That, that rule that came down for five games for redshirt guys as of, uh, I think, December 15th or so. Mm -hmm. So Nate Johnson will also be in the game. Um, I would not be surprised, JT, to see some funky stuff with Nate, with Jaquindon, with Cam. And with Andy just trying to to mix it up because Penn State's linebackers are, are really good. As we mentioned, that front seven's really good. If you can throw some funny looks at them that just kind of make them second guess some stuff before the snap, I think Andy Ludwig's going to do some of that. And some of it may be disguised, right? Some of it may mm -hmm. be just throwing it out there to, like I said, give some confusion pre-snap. And then it'll be uh, more routine stuff during the play. But I, I really do think that Andy will try some of that funky stuff in this Rose Bowl. And you'll see Jaquindon, yes, uh, get some handoffs and, and get some of those normal carries that we've seen him. Uh, we've seen him really improve upon that, by the way. Mm -hmm. Between the tackles, uh, you know, reading his blocks. He's gotten really good over the last couple of months. Now I, I do think that you'll see some of the, the funny stuff from Andy Ludwig in this Rose Bowl. And that is so critical too. just even that split second of making a defense second guess like, ah, oh, they hit us with a reverse last time here can lead to spring in a big run with a guy being out of position. It's something really big. This Utah offense will have a chance to capitalize. Also love that you brought up Nate Johnson. He's already caught a pass for this team. He's of course ran for touchdowns, thrown for one, two. It's a lot of fun ways he can be incorporated and it's going to be interesting to see how Utah decides to use him. It's also going to be interesting to see what kind of performance the Utah defense is in for. We're going to talk about their, their side of the ball in a moment, but first got to talk to you guys about our friends at Ben online, betonline.net is your number one 
source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. You can get the latest odds trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, NBA, and the collegiate level. All the great betting actions available at Bet Online, with which NHL available too. You can find sports podcasts there, and it's Bet Online is simply put the easiest and the fastest way to get your betting info. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Porter, looking at Utah's defense now, kind of shifting to that side of the ball. I think when you're looking at who's in for a big performance for this Utah defense, I think it's going to be another really strong performance from Samote Peppa. He's a guy who's really come on late in the season. I really love what we saw from him against USC. I thought getting that interior pass rush was really, really, really critical. And Sean Clifford's a guy who, look, he's played a lot of college football. He's done some good things. But if you get after him a little bit, I think you can throw him off. And I think that interior pressure is really key. I think Samote Peppa gets home one time in this game. But even if he isn't able to get a sack, I just think when you watch this game, you would be like, man, look at big old 77 down there wrecking things up. Yeah, no, I mean, Samote Peppa, uh, as the season's worn along, you've just seen him get better and better mm-hmm. and better. And and that's not really a surprise. I mean, for him, it was about kind of figuring out the role that you play in Utah's defense, because that's tough for a defensive tackle. A lot of the time, JT, the scheme at Utah lends itself for a defensive tackle to be a dummy. Not necessarily a dummy, yep. but I know what you, you do is you eat up blocks, you you keep your head up, you try and bat down balls, and frankly, you're not in a lot of plays. Now, Samote is kind of the, the type of player that blurs those lines a little bit. He does get after the passer well. He does infiltrate the offensive line. Even when he is double teamed, he sometimes mm-hmm. make the, makes those plays on the running back. So, uh, yeah, Samote, he's – when you're 6'3", 350 pounds and athletic, like you're just your job is just to be a disruptor. And mm-hmm. he's done a really good job at doing that and eating up one, two blocks every single play. Uh, I think that's what we look for with him in this Rose Bowl, just because, as we mentioned, the Penn State uh, offensive line, both sides of the ball, really, their line of scrimmage is really good. Yeah. So for me, some of those defensive guys that I, that I look at maybe under the ra- radar and I mean, he's a senior. He's been here all year, so I don't know how under the radar he is. But Modi Abate is a guy who I look at in this game a little differently because if you look at the last couple of weeks, JT, last couple of games, I should say, yeah. several, several weeks ago, yeah. Modi Abate has been used in different ways than he was early in the year. Early in the mm-hmm. year, in the offense, he kind of struggled with learning the scheme, right? So he was making good plays. He was making tackles for loss, but he kind of got lost in uh, some of the scheme stuff for Utah early on. He's really found his place in Utah's defense now. And what that's allowed Morgan Scally to do is use him in different ways. You've seen Mo coming off the edge. You've mm-hmm. seen Mo in a lot of different blitz packages and in the backfield a little bit more. I think because of what you said, Sean Clifford, a guy who really good quarterback, really veteran, uh, doesn't do anything spectacularly, just yep. does everything well. Mm-hmm. The one way you can get him uh, a little ru- a little rustled is, you know, to to speed him up, to mm-hmm. to hurry up that clock and and get him off platform. I think Utah's going to do that, and I think they're going to probably do it with a five man or more blitz a lot. I think you're going to see Morgan Scally send a lot of pressure in this Rose Bowl and let his guys on the outside go man on man. Um, and, and kind of challenge the the defensive backs. And I think that's where guys like Mo Diabate, who are going to be playing those gaps and and probably stunting a lot, are, mm-hmm. are going to be really useful. Because I think he's going to be he's going to be spending some time in the backfield. And uh, that's going to be uh, 
really huge in in trying to throw Clifford off off of his uh, platform. Yeah, Morgan Scally put on an absolute masterclass, I thought, in the Pac-12 championship game with all the different kind of blitzes and just the different pressure he was creating and kind of drawing up. And I think it's something that could be big to get Peppa some of those one-on-one opportunities in the interior and absolutely Diabate. Caleb Williams had not fumbled the ball all season long until Diabate got to him late in the fourth quarter. He's a guy who had so much pass rushing experience at four to two. And as you mentioned, now that he's starting to settle in really on those third and long. He is Utah's quickest guy off the edge, and I do want to see him rushing from there a lot. I think that would be a big key. We spent a lot of time on the front seven now. I think looking at it on the back end, kind of an underrated guy who's in for some games. Some people may not call this underrated. I still think it's fair, too, because really he's coming off one of his best games, I'd say, in the Pac-12 championship game and has come on late in the season. I think Sione Vaki's in for another really big performance. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I think there's going to be a critical point, whether it's a big third or fourth down in this game, that Sione Vaki is going to be involved in breaking up a play, making a big tackle. He is just a game-changing guy, and I think at some point in this game, Sione Vaki getting a lot of run in the nickel in this one one since Utah will be down Clark Phillips I think we'll see a lot of him on the inside I think he's going to make some plays yeah uh Sione's emergence has been one of the bigger reasons that Utah's defense is kind of elevated right yep we, we talked a lot early in the year maybe it's a down year for this Utah defense and maybe you still could argue that even though they're you know they're top 25 yeah, the rather conference. than top 10 which mm-hmm. we, we, we've been used to over the last five to ten years so um one of the reasons they've kind of taking that next step is Sione Vaki coming in, being that disruptor. Um, yeah, he's really physical at, at coming up and stopping the run. He's, he's really good at, at tackling. But what I've really been impressed with was his, with, with is his coverage. I mean, his, yes. his he's been in so many pass breakups, right? I, I, I think he's had a PBU in like five consecutive games, Sione Vaki yeah. has. So he's been really good as far as disrupting some of the pass game as well. And – Man, the the Utah secondary, even without Clark Phillips, is really, really good. You've got R.J. Hubert, who we've talked about his struggles sometimes tackling all year long. But he's a guy who, as we saw in the Pac-12 championship, as we saw all season long, despite some of those flaws uh, in, in some of those areas, he has a nose for the football that changes yes. football games. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a guy who you got to look out for in that regard as well. And then Cole Bishop is just – solid right he's not going to make any mistakes uh he's, he's going to be good in coverage he's going to be good coming up and playing the run and then that allows the other safety to kind of be a freewheeling uh really physical really uh fast ball hawk and for utah it's exactly what you want you want your guys to be able to play fast play free play physical and you know when when everyone's moving in sync and everyone's uh on their assignment that's what that allows you to be. And, and Sione Vaki really takes advantage of that. Um, I can't say enough about this Utah secondary. Zamaya Vaughn, Travis Broughton, yeah. those are probably going to be the guys highlighted out on the outsides. Mm-hmm. And then, as you mentioned, Sione, a lot of time in the nickel with RJ and, uh, and Cole probably taking up the safety spots. I think you're going to see probably a majority of the football game in that five defensive back look just – the amount of speed that you can throw out on the field, it makes it really difficult for defenses to find any holes. And for Utah, that's been that's been really, really beneficial for them to get that fifth defensive back in Sione Vaki in there and to have him be as productive as he's been. 
You mentioned Utah's defense last year and how, the, you know, statistic-wise, they were ranked a lot higher for most of the season, but then obviously just wrecked by injuries in the Rose Bowl. So it just led to insane yards for C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith, the Jigbo Rose Bowl records being shattered. And Utah wasn't at their best in that game because of those injuries. It's kind of the reverse this year. I feel like this Utah defense. Now, the one thing I'll say is there's no Clark Phillips, obviously. So that's the big thing we've been talking about is, is are they really at their best in that regard? I would probably say no, then. Maybe they're at their best in the Pac-12 championship game, you can argue. But either way, even without Clark, I feel good better about this Utah secondary than I much did last year because it felt like it was Clark and pretty much no one else last year versus this year it's not Clark but everyone else has showed up and showed out so it's a great challenge they have Penn State down their top pass catcher in this one too so it'll be interesting to see how Sean Clifford battles and the kind of plays he makes it's the quarterback matchup in this one as we kind of started this entire thing about is really what feels like is going to define this game it's going to be a lot of fun to watch and see how it all shakes out we're going to come back and put a bow on this one talking a little bit more about this matchup in a second but first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at the National Highway Traffic Safety Association. It can happen so easily. You're out with friends, coworkers. You're putting back a few drinks. A few drinks becomes a few too many. It's time to go. And for a moment, you think of, for, of calling for a ride. Nah, you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home, okay? What are the odds you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car could even kill someone. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. Drive sober or get pulled over. Also, I want to talk to you guys about the sponsor of this episode in UCCU. Guys, UCCU is here to help you with the rise in interest rates with a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. They have a variety of terms and options to match your specific needs. This is an incredible opportunity for people who want to build their savings. You can visit uccu.com to learn more or go to a UCCU branch today with the UCCU savings account, you simply make one deposit, then let your money grow and grow and grow with a fixed rate of return that's much higher than a standard savings account. Visit uccu.com to learn more or to get a savings certificate today. UCCU, love where you bank. So, Porter, coming back into this one, we've talked about all the individual matchups that make this one so intriguing. Is there any other storyline or something you're really looking forward to that has you so excited about this Rose Bowl matchup? Uh. I don't know. I mean, I, it's the Rose Bowl, right? It's the granddaddy of them all. So outside of it being a non-playoff game, um, it's the the premier bowl game in college football. So for Utah, at least from that perspective, I think that's the storyline, right? You've mm-hmm. gotten that Pac-12 title. Now you've gotten to – you got that Sugar Bowl win over Alabama in the undefeated season. Um, for Utah as a program, that's the next step is winning a Rose Bowl, right? Yep. now. You, you have some unfinished business. You've been there before. You've been in Pasadena on New Year's Day. You had this historic shootout with Ohio State. And now I think a lot of these players are comfortable with it, right? They've been on these big stages, not only in Pasadena, but the next game they played was in front of 90,000 people in, in Gainesville. They've played several games in front of 80,000 people in Las Vegas, right? The big stage for Utah is is not something I'm worried about. Now, can they get over the hump? Can they win that big game? Utah hasn't won a bowl game in four years now. Gosh, crazy. So I think that's the storyline, right? You, you have this team who historically is so good in bowl games, so good in the postseason, And now they have an opportunity to not win a a Alamo bowl or a Foster farms bowl. No, it is the Rose bowl and it's against Penn state. For Utah, that's the next step. You've beaten Michigan in the regular season. You've beaten some of these big names Alabama in your, in your conference, right? Can you get the big win in the Rose Bowl on the big stage 
And that's kind of the next step, right? And, and if Utah can do that, and once again, I think capitalize on the exposure, it just moves them in the direction they've been going in uh, a little bit further. And I think it expedites the, the process of, you know, building this program in the new era of college football, because we've mm-hmm. watched this yep. evolution from Urban Meyer and probably even before that, right? We can talk about the Ron McBride and, and, and on. Uh, but we've watched this progression through this, what we call traditional era of college football, right? And now we have the last traditional Rose Bowl between a Pac-12 champ and the Big Ten's highest ranked remaining team. To me, that's the storyline. It's the last traditional Rose Bowl. USC, UCLA are headed out of the Pac-12. Utah has an opportunity, I, I, I think, to – sorry, excuse me. <coughs> they have an opportunity to really kind of put their stamp on – what I, I see is the last traditional era of, of college football. And not only that, give themselves a jumping board for yep. the next era of college football. If you can win a Rose Bowl, if you can you know, put your quarterback on this big stage and show recruits what they can do at the University of Utah, this is huge. And you know, winning that game is, is, is huge if you're, you know, you're able to get to them. That's one thing. But I, I really do think that for Kyle Whittingham, for this program winning the Rose bowl and being on top of the stage at the end of the game is, is something that that's really huge for this program. And, and that's what I look at, right. Uh, as, as kind of the storyline is, is if, if they can end this, uh, like I said, what we think of as a traditional era of college football yep. and maybe kickstart their, their run into the NIL and the transfer portal and, and this future of college football that includes JT a Rose bowl playoff game in just a couple of years. Yes. Very true. Yeah. And you made such a good point to talk about how this is kind of the last Rose bowl kind of like that because of how the changing world of college athletics and this does just having a Rose bowl win on your resume really does mean something, whatever the future of college football, likes, it allows Utah to put themselves in a great position to do so. And it's going to be exciting to see how it all plays out. And Porter, if people want to get prepared for the game a little bit more, what should they do? Well, obviously, all uh, all week long on your home of the Utes, we're on on the station, ESPN 700. Uh, game day will be on all day long from Pasadena. I'll be there live with Jordan Wynn. Um, Eric Weddle's going to stop by with me. Zach Moss is going to hop on the show. So as far as game day coverage goes, we'll be there all day long, live from Pasadena. I think I'll be out front, uh, out front of the gate. So if you, if you want to stop by, say hello. To, to E-Dub and to, to Jordan Wynn and some of the former Utes will be out there. And then Scott, Bill, and Sly will have the call from the Rose Bowl. Uh, and then, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, leading up to, we'll be live from uh, 2 to 6 with, with Spence and I, and then Bill 11 to 2 every day up until the, the Rose Bowl game on Monday. So looking forward to it, man, and uh, looking forward to another New Year's out in L.A. It's going to be absolutely electric, just like it always is having you on our podcast, Porter. Appreciate you stopping by with us. Make sure you guys check out Porter on ESPN 700 and give him a follow at Lars underscore ESPN. If you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, we encourage you to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories in sports, the biggest games, the biggest recaps, all available on Locked On Sports Today, available on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Huge thanks to Porter for once again joining us. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes, but we'll see you tomorrow.